welcome to Coffee with Craft. Welcome back to the Coffee with Craft podcast. I'm your host, Craft, and today I'm joined with a friend of mine. His name is Fred. Hey, Fred. How you doing? What's going on, Doc? (laughs) (laughs) You call me Doc, and I don't get that, like, at all. It's, you know, um, it's just one of those uh, um, greetings that I have adopted, and it started out kind of part of maybe the urban language a little bit, like the urban ministry language. But then the more I said it, the more I just owned it. And so it's okay. kind of interesting now because other people say, hey, Doc, you know, back to me. So That's awesome. That's cool. Trademark. Yeah. Uh, so I've known you, Fred, for almost a year now, I think. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but I know uh, there are people listening to this podcast who maybe don't know you and stuff like that. And so I just wondered, my tongue is getting tied on me. Uh, I was just wondering if you could give us like the, who is Freddie O? Like, version like tell us your origin story who you are that kind of stuff oh wow well you know my last name is Oduyoye and so my dad is from Nigeria mm. and my mom is from North Carolina so that's where I got you know the um that's the background of my last name yeah and uh <clears throat> born in Baltimore grew up in Maryland reason I mention that is because Columbia Maryland mm-hmm. was where I spent most of my childhood and Columbia, Maryland is a uh, planned community, right? So it was intentional about people from different uh, ethnicities, mm-hmm. um, kind of the multicultural, multi-class, um, you know, all, all types of economic levels, but forcing them to have to crash into each other and live in community. Yeah. And my dad would always say, son, this is not the year world. And I would say, well, you know, it's real to me. Right. But of course, after you get outside of that space, you find out that, yes, there, there is the real world. And so, you know, I, I graduated from college, uh, had a, started off in sales, then went full-time in the youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I progressed on with youth ministry, <clears throat> what becomes interesting, and, I, and I'll say this plainly, yeah. if you're a person of color, and you're someone articulate, and you dress that you know in a manner that it won't offend people, right? right? So they feel comfortable enough to be around you and sit next to you. Yeah. And your mannerisms are such that you're not going to say anything that maybe someone from another culture or background might say. Oh my gosh, listen to the way they're talking. You know. Right. Those kinds of things. If you're just that safe play when it comes to a person of color, yeah, then you automatically get thrown into these difficult spaces of conversations, mm. and especially what we have known to be called racial reconciliation dialogues. Yeah, you know, and forums and settings, and uh, and so you know, I've I've spent a lot of time. In you know the kind of helping people learn how to connect with people from a diversity standpoint and reconciliation standpoint. Now I'll stop there, but you know that's that's kind of who I am. I mean I'm married. I've got you know four daughters, and uh, I'm a soccer coach, and so I coach girls. Uh, you know the uh, 2003, 2002 girls uh, who play in the national league, and so you know that's just awesome. Have fun loving on kids. 
loving families and helping people learn how to connect to other people. That's what else can you want, right? That's, <laughs> That's a awesome. dream right there. That's fantastic, man. Uh, and so I kind of met you through a mutual friend of ours, Chris Cox, uh, and I started uh, connecting with you over this thing called reachable reconciliation. And that's kind of like where your heart is and your passion is right now. And so I was just wondering if you could kind of give us the scoop on what is reachable reconciliation and why is this work really so important? You know, we're living in a time, obviously, where as much as we think that we're healing, yeah, there's still a lot of separatism going on. Right. And we see that played out in multiple spaces, whether we read about it, whether we see it on TV or whether we just catch up with it on social media. Mm -hmm. And and so it's a really ripe time to figure out, man, is there ever going to be any movement on helping people learn how uh, to connect with each other? As I had mentioned before, I was always involved in these racial reconciliation Mm -hmm. uh, dialogues yeah but what i learned was people really didn't want to change after the moment was over Mm. so even if they set aside space to hey let's talk about diversity hey let's talk about you know racial racial reconciliation yeah it only lasted for that hour for that half day for that full day whatever time was allotted but then people go back to their normalcy you know uh and uh because it's natural for them to go back to their normalcy. Yeah. So since that's a natural movement, people just opt out, not you know, opt not to change, you know, right. because out of habit. And so that became frustrating to me because I felt like I was used. Yeah. You know, I go into these spaces, I pour my heart out, and when you think that, hey, here's a group that's really ready to make some change, and then it's like, you know, the next day, <laughs> everything they shared kind of went out the window. So right. I, I was on my knees one day, you know, one night, and it's like, hey, God, I can't, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. Show me something different. I just heard this, you know, reachable reconciliation. It's almost like maybe God sent this angelic realm to just kind of <laughs> visit me and drop something on my brain, right? So I jump up and I go to my computer and you Google, right? So right. Google, reachable reconciliation. Nothing came up. I'm like, oh, okay. So I get back down on my knees. I'm like, hey, well, tell me more. And the more I just kind of meditated on mm-hmm. it, it made sense. Because we spend a lot of time trying to either pinpoint or place blame on, you know, the white race or, you know, the black race or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. You know, yeah. there's always a split there. And, you know, I heard God saying, it's not always about race and culture alone. Mm. Sometimes it's just the natural tendencies that people have based on, you know, their upbringings and their background. Uh, You know, it's kind of like my wife will say, oh, I can't believe these students didn't bring pencils and paper to the classroom. They know they're going to school because she's a teacher. And I'll say, but if their house, in their house, if there's nothing, no, no model there, that shows structure. Yeah. How can you expect a kid to automatically say, well, you know, I got to make sure I'm prepared for class. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And in the same manner, we've got to give some folks a break. Yeah. Because we can't expect them to respond in a manner that 
we might need, right? you know, or we might be looking for. And then when they don't respond that way, charge it as racism or -hmm. charge it as uncaring. But sometimes they just don't know any better, right? Yeah. Or they just haven't experienced, you know, um, sure, it's easy for me because I'm in a lot of different spaces, a lot of different arenas, you know, and a lot of around a lot of different cultures. Right. But that doesn't mean that somebody else, you know, if I take a white person and bring him to an all black, you know, yeah. arena, they're probably going to be like, hey, <laughs> what's going on here? Right. Yeah. And if we don't respond the way they, hey, it feels a little different. And uh, so I know I'm going kind of, you know, wild on that. But I guess what I'm saying is for me, reachable reconciliation mm. means, um, hey, let's do a better job managing the people that are right in front of us, right? Right within our reach. Right. And then we have a better chance at interlocking in a great effort. And let's not charge people, um, you know, uh, initially that there's some type of racial tension or racial disconnect. Yeah. But let's maybe take a look a little deeper and see if maybe that's just their natural tendency. Mm-hmm. And out of re- coming into relationship with you, maybe the two of you can learn from yeah. each other to see that, you know, as we begin to build relationally, there's more um, of a connection than we imagine. And, uh, and that there's value <laughs> in the other person that we didn't even know. Yeah. Man, that's huge. It's almost like... To me, it sounds like you want to understand the cultural context behind why people act the way they do and really address that root. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of it just comes out of listening. Yeah. Patience. Mm. Observation. And just genuinely wanting, you know, caring about the other person enough. Right. To allow it to take time for the relationship to build. Right. You know what I mean? And invest in the moment. And hope in hopes that that person too wants to invest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In return. So. Because without relationships, things don't change. You Absolutely. know, like if we don't, if we're not building relationships with one another, then things aren't growing and evolving. And so, that's huge, man. That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting because when you say racial reconciliation, which mm-hmm. is the phrase that's been known over the years. It can immediately, <laughs> it it gives us a frame of reference of some kind of historical, you know, yeah. experiences that we've dealt with. But when you say reachable reconciliation and then you explain it, it makes it more palatable yeah. for somebody to say, I think I can do that. Right. You know, if you're saying just try to manage the relationship that's right in front of me, you know, mm-hmm. care about the person that's in the seat next to me, in the room next to me, you know, that's part of my team. Yeah. If you're saying, can I invest just a little bit more in managing those within my reach, that sounds more palatable than saying racial, right? Right. <laughs> Reachable, racial. I mean, the ringtone is quite different. Yeah. Especially, like, man, like, even coming from a perspective of, like, seeing how white people tend to react when they hear the word racial, right? right. Like, it's I can go to a family gathering where they go, man, everything's racist. Right. And I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> right. You know, the point is we're trying to understand each other. And so, man, that's even cool how, like, even changing our language can really affect the conversation. So that's, Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess uh, for me and other people listening, a big question that I always wrestle with in this conversation is what is the like the tangible thing that I can do? Uh, because this sounds awesome. This is something I want to be a part of. You know, I want to break through, you know, and reach reconciliation because that's sure. ultimately what the kingdom of God is even about. And so what is a tangible thing that people can do today to start sure. reaching reconciliation? I could give a lot of responses, Eric. Yeah. And to you and to the listeners, it would sound very elementary. That's right. And basic. But... You know, I got to be really simplistic about it. Yeah. And let me say this. Most of the disconnect that we experience is because people are not willing to have the conversations that most people don't mm-hmm. want to have. Yeah. And so I think if there's one thing that I would put at the forefront, I would say don't be that person mm. that either continues to follow the same pattern that you've always followed yeah and or follow the patterns of others if it eliminates Mm -hmm. (laughs) embracing somebody that's within your team within your staff yeah within your school Mm. within your neighborhood within your family you know within your household within your friends If you can um, take the step and have the conversations, like, meaning maybe there's somebody that's being isolated. Yeah. You know, that's uh, within one of your, you know, uh, groups that, you know, whether it's um, your personal group or whether it's your professional group. Right. Maybe there's somebody that's not part of the dialogue. Maybe it's somebody that's um, an introvert, Mm. a goth. you know, is that how you say it? Golf I think. Kid. Yeah, a golf yeah. kid, right? I don't know. I haven't hung um, out with a golf kid. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, you know, uh, LGBTQ yeah. or, um, you know, a white person, a black person, an Asian person, a male, a female. Yeah. Just somebody that you know, you, you're either yourself and others have not made an effort to maybe embrace them in relationship. Start the conversation. Mm. You be the one. And secondly, it also means that maybe there's someone that um, is from another culture of another race that because of your upbringing, hey, my family just didn't associate with those type of folks. Yeah. Right? Well, that's not... We're in 2019. Yeah. You can't keep that same MO. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. You know, that's why they're shooting up all around the country now. Because of mindsets like that. you got to change that. Right. Right? Absolutely. And it's not enough to say, to be sitting at home and looking on the news. Yeah. And you're talking about, oh my God, you know, they got to stop selling guns and they got to be. There's stuff that you can do. Like, right. you're part of that problem too, in a, mm. you know, in just your little piece. And so if there's yeah. even a mindset that you can do to change that, to say, you know what? I never talk to that person that that you know that white person right there. I never do. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and so what if you're black and you feel like they should be coming and talk to you? You go talk to them, and vice versa, right. right? Absolutely. Do something different that you haven't, that you would not normally do, 
And maybe you're the one to start that conversation. Maybe it starts as a gesture, right? right. And it builds to a conversation. Ultimately, obviously, we want to build, you know, to a relationship. It's kind of like the church, you know. It's like you come to church and you fellowship. Right. So, you know, you go to Sunday service, you go to Sunday school, Sunday service. Well, that's easy. That's just fellowship. There's nothing big about that. You're not like the king and queen of Christianity because you go to church. (laughs) That's fellowship, right? Then... You know, oh, okay, well, you know, I spoke to so-and-so or I speak to so-and-so regularly when I come to church. Okay, so now we're moving a little bit in a relationship, but God wants us to move into intimacy, right? Right. And so it's the same type of thing when it comes to people. You know, maybe it starts off with a smile. Maybe yeah. it starts with a but, But can we be that person that decides, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different than my natural habits and tendencies and backgrounds and the way mama and daddy and grandmama, um, you know, taught in terms of isolating others. Yeah. And and I have to learn how to appreciate that there's value in every person, mm. no matter what they may look like on the exterior. Right. They're still... Um, uh, they're still a value in us being in relationship with one another that we can, you know, um, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I think even for me, like a huge piece of this conversation, uh, was understanding, uh, implicit bias mm-hmm. that people can tend to have yeah. and, and knowing that if I want to step into these spaces where I'm building intimacy and building reconciliation, I have to walk in checking myself of going okay what are my biases in this situation because i need to address those and i gotta walk in i have to approach you with no judgment right man you know because i think i think a big part of even division in our country is we're just judging each other we assume that everyone is the worst right we blast each other on social media because that's the thing to do oh my gosh we're super passive aggressive For no reason, you yeah. know, I, I fall trapped to that stuff, you yeah. know, I mess up in there and that's just not one. That's not how relationships are built and it's only going to divide us further. And so I love everything you're saying that like, we have to approach each other in a way that is building that intimacy of like, let's get to know one another and understand each other. Right. And the only, re- and, and you're, and it's not, you know, you gave some examples. All of us have, you know, those types of tendencies. Yeah. And what's funny about it is because all of us can choose to not engage with somebody else mm. because we're we're comfortable living our we've been living our life without you already. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? If we if we feel like, hey, we've already been living our life in such a manner without you, right, you know. Then why do I need why do I need to embrace? I'm comfortable. I don't need you. I can stay in my box. Right. I don't have to I interact you. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just not right. Um, yeah. But it's a learned behavior. It is. Right. It very much is. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. Hey, Fred. Kind of one last thing before we get off. I know I didn't give you this question. No, but that's all right. I, I I love asking this of people at the end of a conversation. What is one thing you want people to take away from this conversation? I want folks to be able to hear our voices. Mm. Um, you know, they can't see them, 
Yeah. But you got, not that you're super young, but you got a young, younger white yeah. guy, you know, a 51-year-old black guy. And if you and I tried to figure out, you know, where our intersections were early right. on in our years, they're probably being, you know, <laughs> one, because we're, you know, we got gaps in, in, in age, but right. also gaps just in, you know, how we grew up. But the heart, if I want people to be able to hear the heart of our conversation yeah. in as they listen to the decibel level <laughs> and the ringtone of our voices, mm. does it? sound like there is sincere passion yeah. about caring about who you are and what you do and that it matters to me as much as it matters to you. And I think that's something that was natural for you and I, mm -hmm. right? But we still had to learn and we're still learning. Yeah. But, you know, if people can hear how simple and how fun... It can be, you know, even if you're even even if you're just calling out stuff, it it's still just. I'm not expecting. Come on, man! You supposed yeah. to be helping out of that. You, you, yeah, don't be, don't be putting all the pressure on the brother. See, that's the thing. Here we go. Yeah, see, make the brother dance on the microphone. You know what oh, I mean? Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I want people to walk away with that too, man. I want people to walk away with the understanding that unity and understanding is possible. Yeah. Like I really, really do. Like we. Like, we come from different backgrounds. Like, even just our age gap. Right. Like, there's there's a 30-year age gap there. Yeah. You know? And so, like, man, like, that's generational difference. Yeah. And so, even that we can cross not only racial boundaries, but generational boundaries and societal boundaries, economic boundaries, things of those natures, and just come together. Like, right. man, there's more that unifies us than separates us. And that's See, what I want people go. to understand. See, look at you, man. <laughs> See, that's, that's true. And I... And, and what I'm saying is exactly what yeah. you said. I want them to hear it, though. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they can listen to it, but I want them to hear it after the podcast is over. Yeah. Can that, can the sound of our conversation and the richness and spirit and caring, can they still hear that? after you know the podcast is over yeah. so that it becomes fuel and energy for them to say you know what i can do that yeah yeah absolutely so there's a challenge for you listeners this week go out and love somebody go out and connect with somebody who you don't normally connect with reach across lines and find those people who might be isolated or find those people who you tend not to associate with and associate with them. Uh, even this past week in my student ministry, we talked about defending the branded because each and every person has a brand on them, whether we know it or not. You and I, you and me and Fred, we all have a brand on us. And so if we reach out and we connect with people whose brand says, I don't associate with them, hmm. but actually associate with them, man, it changes, it changes the world. And yeah. so go out and do something. Yeah. Like connect with people. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Fred, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, for the listeners, thank you for once again pulling up a chair and having a cup of coffee and having a conversation with us. That's what it's all about here on Coffee with Craft is having intentional conversations. So thank you for being a part of it. Thank you, Fred. Yeah, again. no, thank you uh, all who are listening and uh, and know that uh, you know what you do 
um, matters to us and know that we care. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, we love you. We will talk with you again on the Coffee with Craft podcast. See you next time.